Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. Today is birth story day. So we're chatting with Jenna Lear about the birth of her son, Teddy. And this is a great story for those of you mamas or pregnant mamas preparing who wonder what happens when your water breaks and nothing happens for a day and then another day and then another day. And so how you move through that experience and cope with that and harness the patience, the trust and surrender in that experience. And I just love how it presents another fold in the uniqueness that is all of women's birth experiences, right? Sometimes the water breaks and nothing happens for a number of days. Sometimes the water doesn't break. Sometimes the water breaks during labor. Sometimes the water breaks multiple times. You see, there's so many variations. So we get to hear about Jenna's take on that and how she moved through that. We also talk about how she and her husband, Jason, planned for home birth and moving from a space of knowing nothing about birth, essentially, to watching the fan favorite business of being born and then seeking more information from having preconception appointments to then planning and visualizing the actual birth. And we also talk about what comes up when that doubt creeps in, the pressure we put on ourselves, the stress and the emotion, and how that really tests your conviction and how her husband, Jason, was super involved and really supportive through the whole process. It's a beautiful story. We're so grateful to have Jenna here. It is. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, Jenna. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We're excited to chat with you and, and hear all about the beautiful home birth story. Me too. And for all of you listening right now, it's Jenna's birthday as she's talking to us. So we are getting to hang out with her on the day of her birth to talk about her birth story. So if you're listening right now, just give a little shout out from wherever you are. If you're driving in your car, be like, happy birthday, Jenna. Woo! So happy birthday, Jenna. (laughs) Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. So kick us off by just telling us a little bit about you and your family and what y'all are up to. Yeah, um, so uh, I live in Albany, New York, so sunny upstate New York, about uh, two hours from New York City. Um, not at all like the city, if you're not familiar with the area, we're upstate New York, it's like a whole different ball game, lots of trees. Uh, <laughs> so I live here in Albany with my husband, Jason. Uh, we've been married for five years, um, and I work in learning and development, so I help people um, in their careers with their professional development plans and, and training and that kind of stuff. Kind of like a teacher or curriculum developer for companies. Um, and uh, my husband works on keeping the lights on. He works regulating the power grid. So if you use electricity, then you probably want him around. And uh, we have two cats. Um, they're our firstborn, and uh, they give us trouble, um, but they're awesome. That is so cool. Also, I just have to do an aside real quick. Well, thank you, Jason, for keeping lights on everywhere. We could have used you in our house last week because Matthew blew some sort of circuit or whatever in our bedroom and bathroom. And so we were without power in our bedroom and bathroom for a few days until he realized he could just push that reset button in the outlet and then everything turned back on. (laughs) Crazy. I I broke it and then I fixed it. Yes. Next time I'm calling Jason. Yeah. Okay. So... Home birth, how did that enter into your awareness and become a thing that you considered for yourself? So I knew literally like nothing about birth before <laughs> um, I got pregnant um, or within a few years of that. So I think I was like 30 before I knew that like it didn't happen the way it happened on TV. Like I thought it was like always this big rush. You know, your water always broke in the grocery store and like it's always a disaster and you're just like running to the hospital. Um, and some friends of mine mentioned um, – that they had watched The Business of Being Born on Netflix. And even though my husband and I weren't talking about having children yet, I watched the special and it just really resonated with me. And then I watched the second, um, I think there was like a follow-up one that was on Netflix at the time that went like deeper into birth. Uh, And I left watching that show feeling like, well, I don't know if I would have a home birth. That's kind of intense. But I feel like this midwife thing is pretty awesome. And so I looked... um, 
for a midwife. Um, I just like did some searching of a midwife in the area. And actually there was one right in my neighborhood in this beautiful Victorian house turned midwife, midwifery practice um, that I walked by all the time. I'd see her car in the neighborhood. And I'm like, and so I, um, when my husband and I were ready to think more about kids, we did a preconception appointment with her. Um, and I was like, we're not ready to have a baby yet, but we're just here like scoping it out because we're talking about it and I'm, I'm a planner. And I left that appointment convinced that I would have a home birth because she, um, Kelly from Saj Femme Midwifery um, in Albany, she was just really um, encouraging and convincing that it was a really healthy and, and, and she believed the best option for us. And I came to believe that really quickly. And my husband um, came on board pretty, pretty quick after that. I don't think he left the first appointment feeling that way. Um, but I, I'd say within one or two appointments from there, he was really, um, he was really on board um, as well. So I'm curious, talk to me about the preconception appointment. What sort of stuff do you all talk about in that? Yeah. I love that people are doing that by the way. Yeah, that's I think cool. that's so cool. Yeah. So, um, gosh, at this point now it was two years. So it was two years ago when I, from like, it was like, it was May, like oh, two years wow. ago. When I did, because, um, because I'm such a planner, we had, we did the appointment like a year before we started trying. Cause I was uh-huh. like, That's couldn't cool. decide when we were going to try to start having a baby. Um, but yeah, we just, we made an appointment and just talked about birth and her practice and what she could offer us and what it would look like. And, um, and we had just, she asked us how we, you know, found out about her practice. And, um, and so she just gave a lot of information about like what it would look like to be in um, care with her. And so she talked about like monthly appointments and they, they'll be booked for an hour long and how she's available 24 seven. And, and so she just shared a lot of what she would provide. Um, we talked about insurance stuff and then she really um, provided us with a lot of information about why she feels like home birth is the best option um, for most, uh, for most families. And I think, she's just like amazing and super passionate about what she does. And so when you're talking with someone who's that passionate, it kind of gets you on board pretty, pretty quick. And so, yeah, it was a pretty neat appointment. It definitely left me feeling like um, I wanted her to be our midwife. She did have share though that she had hospital privileges at three local hospitals. So if we, at that point, even if I had not wanted a home birth, she could have still um, been our care provider, which was pretty neat um, and kind of helped us take that time we needed to, to figure out which route was right for us. But yeah, it was a neat appointment. That's awesome. And, and prior to that, did you have any experience with an OB and kind of the conversations that happen when you go the more traditional hospital route, or is this like your first exposure into, you know, birth talk, birth planning? Yeah, it was my first talk about with like, like birth planning conversation with any medical professional. I had, um, a nurse practitioner that had done my, like, um, my care, um, just my regular women's care, but she had left her, the practice that I'd, I'd been with her for several years and she had left the practice and I'd never, I didn't have any relationship with an OB. Um, and so it really didn't ever occur to me to like go to where I'd had my, you know, my well women visits, um, or my primary care physician. Although I did ask my physical, um, I mentioned the local midwife and, um, that I, I was working with and my primary care physician had really great things to say about her. And something that made me feel super encouraged was whenever I mentioned 
my midwife's name to other medical professionals that were in my life, um, whether they were friends of mine or just like my primary care physician or when I had like my blood drawn at work for like a local blood drive. Um, they were all like, oh, Kelly from Touch Femme, she's amazing. You're going to be in the best, <laughs> best of hands with her. And that made me feel really good that the medical community, like she has such a great reputation in the medical community. Oh, that's great. But yeah, first. That's really cool. I also want to touch on just for a second, you mentioned the business of being born and that is brought up a lot on the show, if you can imagine. And I just, I would love to see if there was a way we could get concrete uh, statistics on how many women and families have been influenced to do home birth as a result of that film. I mean, I'm, I just, I wish we could, I want to like help be a part of that census or something. I think it would be just really cool to see how far and wide that influence has spread because, you know, like I said, we hear it so much on the show and um, it'd be cool for the the documentary sake to be able to say like this many people have done home birth as a result of this film. It'd just be a cool little, you know, thing to have on the DVD box there. But anyway, just throwing that oh out Oh my there. God. Yeah. <laughs> that on Netflix because it was on Netflix and it's not anymore. And I feel like that, I mean, how many people have a Netflix account that was just such great access to yeah. really important information. Um, even at the time when I watched it, I wasn't ready to have a baby, but I like learned so much about, you know, about being a woman and what we can do. And, um, you know, from watching that, and so I felt like that, I mean, it was just an amazing, I mean, it was it kind of shocked me. I'm like, holy snap, I did not know this is how babies were born. Yeah, yeah, it really it's just... an amazing documentary. It speaks to how well, when a story is crafted very well and it's put in a very, you know, profound way that can that can hit the right chords that anyone can really be drawn into it or relate to it in some way. And what, whatever route people ended up choosing after watching it. I mean, we've even talked on this show with dads who watched that documentary before even having a baby or thinking about having a baby just because like what you said, it was on Netflix and it was there. I mean, for yeah. something to create that. Um, yeah. And so it, it's just cool to be a, a part of that whole realm of birth world, you know, with this podcast, it's just about telling the stories and sharing in a real way. So, and you're a part of that. So that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. One other thing I wanted to share about um, something that brought me to, to midwifery and, and home birth too, because it um, was, especially after watching that documentary, it got me thinking about uh, cesareans and, oh. um, and just something that really motivated me to choose the path that I chose was that I wanted to do whatever I could to avoid an unnecessary cesarean. I mean, I have nothing against doctors or medical professionals or surgeries. If you, you know, whatever I need to stay alive and stay healthy, I'm game for that. Um, but I really wanted to avoid unnecessary cesareans. And I felt like um, my absolute hands down um, best way to do that was to um, have a midwife, to have a home birth, and specifically to be with um, the midwifery practice that I chose because they have such outstanding birth statistics. And you can ask any of your community you know, local hospitals or your OBs, you know, what their stats are for cesareans. And I felt like I had just the best chance of having a healthy, um, healthy natural birth um, without the the need for surgery. And I and I felt like if I did need surgery, that it would really be because I truly needed it, um, and that it would be the best um, thing for me and, and for the baby. And so, um, and after seeing later on, fast forward, how my birth uh, story panned out, I am so glad that I made this choice because I think my birth would have been um, really different if I had been in a more traditional model of care. 
Mm. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah. Oh, so let, let's get into that then. The the event itself. I know there's a really unique aspect of your story in that it has to do with timing and I'm sure a, a big element of patience and trust in the process. So why don't you um, take us take us down that road? Yeah. So um, I, when I learned more about birth, I guess I, I should start there. I learned that it doesn't start typically with your water breaking in the grocery store and then you run to the hospital. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, things, things happen a lot slower. Um, and so I remember I, I was towards the end of my pregnancy and I was looking up, like, stats on, like, the likelihood of me having a baby today. Like, every week, like, I was, you know, t- towards the end of my pregnancy, uh, once the baby became, um, you know, full term at 37 weeks, I was like, okay, what are my chances. Like I was like playing the lot of on my pregnancy. I was like, what are the chances I win today? Um, and I remember I went to work that day and I was, um, 28 or not 28, 38 weeks. You know, I was more than two weeks before, um, before my due date. And a coworker said, what do you think the chances are today? And I'm like, well, I looked it up. It was like, 12% or 15% likelihood I'd have the baby. I was like, but I feel great. I'm definitely not having this baby today. I feel amazing. Um, but I went home that night. I was chatting on the phone with my sister and huge gush of water. My water breaks. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had no, I never expected um, my birth story to start with the water breaking. And then I realized, oh, I guess around, I've heard something I'm not an expert, but I heard like 10% of births actually do start mm. with water breaking. Um, and so I screamed at my husband, who was just about to walk out the door, um, <laughs> Jason, Jason. And he's got, we have a friend over. They're about to like go to the bar around the, around the corner to get wings and, and a beer together. And my water broke. And so he comes up, helps me change the sheets. I call my midwife. I said, can we still go to the bar? She said, yes. I said, okay, you know, go have your last, like, beer and wing as a, thing, as a you know, as a man without a, a kid. Yeah. And, be home by- <laughs> and so I sent him out the door because I thought that would be kind of fun. And um, so I'm going to run left. And, and I thought things were really going to pick up because I, you know, I started having contractions. It was like 9 o'clock at night. I, started, huh. I did have contractions that night. But then it was like, you know, it was kind of like start, stop. So I just kind of, I just kind of went to bed. My midwife said, you know, um, just take it easy, get some rest. That's the most important thing. And call me when something changes. And if nothing changes, just call me in the morning. And nothing changed. So I I called her in the morning. um, 
And she said, okay, like your job is just to live life light. Most people, you know, go into active labor within, you know, 24 hours of their, um, of their water breaking. And so, you know, just get lots of rest. And if you feel like taking a nap, take a nap. If you feel like taking a walk, take a walk. But if you don't really feel like it, don't just do it because you see it, you know, hear people say take walks, but don't wear yourself out. Um, And so we watched Netflix. We just kind of like hung around. We did puzzles, you know, we, but it was kind of like contraction here, contraction in an hour, one in 20 minutes. And that continued all day. Um, Just really sporadic. Um, and so that night, it'd been, it was 24 hours. My midwife came over for an appointment. She said, well, you know, looks like baby's not here yet. But, you know, about half the women go into, you know, or, or a certain percentage, you know, will go into labor within two days. So, you know, call me if anything changes, live life light, and, you know, relax and rest. Um, it was at that point that we, I said to her, I said, well, do I like have to go into labor at a certain point? Because like, isn't there like, I've heard that you can't just like have your water broken forever and not, right. you know, have a baby. And, um, and I really wasn't moving along at that point. It was like, mm. it could be 20 minutes, then an hour, then an hour and a half then seven minutes. It was really all over the place. Um, and, she, and that's where she shared with me that, yeah, in the traditional model, if we were at, um, if we were at a hospital, they typically induce you mm. after 24 hours. And um, I really didn't want that to, to be my story. Uh, but she's like, well, I, we're, we don't, that's not our model of care. So she said, you know, the risk, I guess, in hospitals is they, they're worried about infection. Um, but in, um, with my care provider, with Kelly, she said, we're not going to do a bunch of, um, you know, internal exams that right. will introduce bacteria. You're at home, so you're, you know, already immune to all these germs mm-hmm. because you live here. Um, so your risk is of infection, but that risk is in reality very, very low. Mm. Um, and so um, she monitored the baby's heart rate, you know, um, and she said, you know, as long as you're comfortable, she was comfortable. Um, and so the next day, same thing. Um, it gets to be the second evening. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's 48 hours now. How long is this going to go? Um, and you know, that's when I started having kind of, I guess, the doubt would creep in. And I, I thought, oh, my gosh, I, you know, and I think I felt the pressure. Um, I was on the phone with my sister when my water broke, so she knew. Um, there was someone that knew. My husband had a friend at the house. There was someone who, out, who knew that my water had broken. And those people knew that it wasn't normal, quote, unquote, which I don't love that word, but, you know, it's not typical, like, you know, in that if I had been in the hospital, I would have already been induced. Um, and maybe if I had to progress it, you know, within a certain amount of hours of induction that I would have already had had a cesarean and the baby would be here. Right. Um, and that other people knowing um, put more pressure on me and made it, um, I was trying to enjoy those few days, but it made it really stressful and emotional. Um, and also, um, really tested my um, convictions for um, how I wanted um, my birth to be. And I remember my midwife talking to me um, and being like, this is a really great lesson in, you know, in being a parent that you have to make decisions that you're comfortable with and that you're willing um, to live with. And something I feel like about home birth and about midwifery 
um, as a model is it, it trusts moms and women to make um, wise decisions um, for themselves with the guidance and support of their care providers. But it's not like an assumptive close in a hospital, which is the next step in the process is you get induced. And the step after that is that you have a cesarean. I got to weigh um, the options and make the choice for myself, which means that I have to take real responsibility for my care and my health as well as my provider does. Um, and so I really, you know, I have to think, is this what I want? And whenever I thought about going to a hospital and being induced and um, being under their policies, I thought, no, that's not what I want. I know that being at home is the right thing for me. Um, I just wanted it to hurry up. But she said 98% of people will go into active labor within 72 hours. And I finally went into active labor at 73 hours. <laughs> All so, right. Nice. You got to be a part of that small percentage, don't you, Jenna? <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, we did get a lot done in those three days. So, I mean, <laughs> we went to the deli and stocked up on deli meat. I couldn't wait to have a sandwich. We, we uh, did a puzzle, and then we framed the puzzle, and then we hung it in the baby's room. <laughs> you know, like, we, we got some stuff done. Like, um, and so at that point, things had been really long and really slow. Um, but at the 73-hour mark, um, labor really, you know, kind of, I was going to go play shuffleboard with a friend, but she didn't know I was in labor, and I didn't think I could, like, hide it anymore. So I, I canceled my plans and um, and had a baby instead. And so it was about 16 hours um, of active labor, and um, it was amazing. I mean, I've never felt so strong um, and, and strong in my mind and then grateful for the experience of those three days before um, because I think as much as I had done research and prepared and taken classes and listened to podcasts, I was and knew I shouldn't be afraid of birth. I was, um, but after those three days of waiting, it really helped me reframe the experience of being in labor and I remember just saying to myself, um, you know, this this isn't stressful. Like, this this may be painful, but it's not stressful. And But then I decided I couldn't even say the word pain because saying the word pain in my mind made it hurt more. So I would just say, um, like, pro- like uh, progress and, you know, not stress, progress, no stress, progress. Um, because that feeling of being stressed out about when the baby was going to come um, was just, something I didn't, I didn't enjoy that feeling. And so once I really got into labor, real active labor, I never felt stressed anymore. And I just felt like this is just all progress. And I felt so mentally strong and in control. Um, and I'm a really chatty and verbal and emotional person. Um, and I wasn't any of those, and none of those things are, 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 are bad. Uh, it's how I am, but I wasn't that way in my labor experience, which surprised me. I was just super internal um, and just focused on progress and breathing and resting when, you know, in between contractions. And um, I really felt like the way in which I prepared for for labor um, paid off. And I just felt so positive and strong and almost immediately after labor I couldn't have described to you what the pain felt like because I focused on my break I remember someone saying that in like 24 hours of labor you really only have like two hours of pain like contractions but the reality is like you do have a lot of breaks in between the 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 intensity of the contractions and so I would just focus my mind on 
this is my break. I'm on a break. I'm taking a break now. And I could just get my heart rate down so quick after a contraction. I just felt amazing. Um, until the delivery part, which was super painful. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I labored in my, in my bedroom, in the bathroom, in the other bedroom, in the birth pool. Um, and I just kind of like changed, um, changed rooms. Um, and then, um, and then, you know, and then I, you know, delivered the baby and that took about, you know, an hour and a half of, uh, of pushing. And then he was, he was here and that was just, and it was crazy. It was wow. crazy. And it was awesome. So what position did you end up giving birth in that, that worked for you to deliver? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I ended up delivering on my back. Oh, um, I yeah. was, which is crazy. I didn't, I, well, I started pushing in the birth pool. So I had really labored a long time and we set up the, the, um, the birthing room and our, we have a guest suite. And so we had a, a bed in there and we had the birth pool in there and there was a, uh, uh, you know, a half bath in there. So that's where all like the medical equipment was. I did all like most of my earlier labor, um, laboring in my master bedroom. Um, and you know, I used the shower and all of that. Um, and I started pushing in, um, I did transition and then started pushing in, um, in the birth tub. Um, and I remember my midwife saying, you're going to meet your baby any minute. But then it felt like it was like an hour later and I still had not met my baby. And, um, my skin was having a, a hard time not being so elastic, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she said, you know, we should get out of the pool. And then it felt like things got uh, super painful and, uh, but went really quick. Um, and I think she had me on my back just to protect um, my skin from tearing. Yeah. And I'm really grateful to her because um, it did tear just a teeny, teeny, tiny bit. Um, but that tiny bit was wicked painful. So mm-hmm. I'm really grateful that she really um, respected by that my health and the integrity of my skin and made it a safe, um, a safe delivery for me um, and for the baby. But I'm surprised I was on my back, but I think that was to like, you know, speed it up and slow it down all at the same time. So. Mm, wow. Now I'm curious, what was Jason up to during active labor? Where was he and, well, and how was he involved? He was, I mean, I think something, he's really shy, asked him to do, uh, well, he's not shy, but he's shy for something like this, you know. Um, and so he, I asked him if he wanted to do it with me and he um, he said, no, that's all you. But um, he was really um, involved in the whole birth. And I think what he would tell you if he was on the podcast is um, that what he likes about home birth is how involved um the dads or the partners can be. Um, and he really was right there. I mean, after he got back from wings and beer with a friend on that first night, he was <laughs> off work with me all three days, every, you know, really supported me in that early time. Um, and then right there with me, um, through the whole labor process. So, um, sleeping in the bed next to me when I was, you know, just in that, just trying to like get through those early ones. And I was laboring just on my side, laying in bed, um, massaging my back. If I, you know, if, if, if that's like what I needed at the time, um, you know, holding, you know, holding my hand or just offering me water. So, um, you just make sure that I had water throughout, especially that transition time. And when I was in the pool, so I wasn't dehydrated. Um, he was just everything I could have asked for and more. I just, it's such a bonding experience. You think you're close, you know, you've been married for five years, but, um, really he was just everything him. And, you know, it, it was, I just couldn't ask for more. Mm, that's awesome. Nice job, Jason. 
Yeah, that's yeah. a really <laughs> sweet and beautiful, you know, testimonial of yeah. of that experience for the two of you. Wow. And so you you kind of mentioned earlier that being on the other side of it now, you're just so happy with your decision and, you know, the way that it went. What are some big takeaways that you feel like you got for yourself or that you would share, you know, with a friend or with a mama or, you know, uh, even mom to be non-mom yet, you know, listening and thinking about those preconception conversations and stuff like that? Uh, So big takeaways, I feel like, um, there are some huge advantages um, and benefits to home birth, but it's certainly not where I feel like midwifery could be for everyone. I don't know that home birth is for everybody. You have mm. to, you know, like think about your, like I am more of a homebody. Right. Um, I feel safest at home. I felt like I had, a, you know, a good setup where I could have it. But I think that, um, you know, like I had a friend who was inspired by hearing about my birth, but then she realized that with um, she had a lot of pets and she didn't feel like she would be able to focus with like all of her pets around and like that, like the care that they would need. And so if you feel like, like whatever you feel like, um, you know, if so, I don't know, I guess whatever you feel like is going to give you the opportunity to rest and to focus and be well cared for. Um, that's why I chose home birth because I felt safe and like it would be the best medical outcome, um, for me, um, but that might be different, you know, for someone, for someone else. Um, I also feel like preparing, um, whatever that is for, for you, I think is really important. Um, since I work in learning and development, I'm someone who really believes that like practice makes perfect. And, um, you know, and that when you're successful, it's typically because you prepared and you did the work. And, um, so for me, um, I feel like that really helped my birth story be what I was hoping for it to be. Um, I read Ina May's Guide to Childbirth, and that was a game changer for me um, because of all the, there's like a good mix of like medical information and why her practice is healthy and successful and safe, and then also birth stories. Um, and the birth stories part of that um, was probably the most important um, part of my preparation. So I met with some local moms um, to hear their birth stories. It was like a, like a birth stories gathering. Um, I went to a gathering my midwife's office does. She does like a kind of a reunion with the families twice a year, a winter and a summer. And so I was pregnant. I had the opportunity to meet other moms and, um, and other families that had chosen home birth. Um, and that was really great. And then also I listened to your podcast and some other podcasts, um, that allowed me to hear positive birth stories. I think, um, that if I didn't, um, believe that you could have a positive experience. Um, if I didn't have access to so many positive birth stories, um, that it would have been really easy to succumb to um, my fears or my anxieties around birth and for those to have become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, and then lastly, I do feel like on, on the lines of uh, positive birth story, uh, my sister had given birth um, within a year of, of Myself, she had my she had my nephew um, a year and a half ago, and although she um, had a hospital birth, she's such a positive birth story, and she had a a, a natural birth, but she didn't you know she didn't have any interventions, and she basically labored. She basically showed up at the hospital like ten centimeters dilated. She like almost had a whole birth. Um, wow. And because of her story, it made me believe that I could do it. 
Um, it's always really inspired by her and her strength. And so I just feel like um, it's really easy to just hear the dramatics and, and the awful and the really tough um, stories that people share. And, and there's definitely a place for all types of stories. But I do feel like um, that filling your mind with um, with uh, the positive stuff um, and the other, you know, other normal. I mean, it's not abnormal to have a great birth story um, and to feel really great about your birth, um, but it can be harder to find those if you're not looking for them. So I think that that's the best advice I would have for someone is to seek out those stories, um, especially if you're someone like me who didn't really, I don't come from like this long line of people who had home births. I don't have a bunch of friends or I didn't at the time, a bunch of friends that had had home birth. Um, because so I feel like uh, searching for those stories can be really helpful. That is so well said and encapsulated, Jenna. Um, yes, I agree with that. And you made some really powerful points there. And now you're a part of this positive birth story sharing and someone's going to listen to yours. And yeah. who knows, like you, you won't even know, you know, half of what you might spark or inspire, you know, what another mama might be listening to and take something from your story, you know, integrate it into her experience and then create something for herself. So that's, we're so honored and grateful that you could be a part of that with us here on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jenna. Appreciate you and Teddy and Jason for just being an awesome crew and uh, allowing us to be a part of your journey as well and to hang out with us again on your birthday. Pretty awesome. That's a first for the show. Happy, happy birthday again. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.